Hey everyone, it's Pastor Matt. Grab a beer, open the Bible, and ask some questions. This is Beers and Bibles. Episode 1, Homegrown Oxford Ale and John Chapter 1. Homegrown Brewing Company is located in Oxford, Michigan. Its Oxford Ale is an American cream ale. It's 4.5% ABV. It's got a 16 on the IBU scale. Homegrown describes Oxford Ale as their go-to beer if you're new to the craft brew scene or are just looking for a refreshing drop. It's a smooth operator, light-bodied, easy drinking, and a crowd pleaser. Malt sweetness, perfectly balanced with just a touch of hot bitterness, makes this one reliable local. Now we're jumping into John 1 in Beers and Bibles. Uh, We'll uh, be drinking throughout the episode and... We'll have a rating at the end of the episode for Oxfordale. First up, though, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, if you're reading the Gospel of John for the first time, it's going to be a little bit different than some of the other Gospels. John is assuming that you know some of what's going on. He wrote his Gospel. John, the disciple of Jesus, wrote his Gospel at the end of his life. After he had trained and taught his disciples, this was kind of like his last what we need to know. And so he is teaching about Jesus Christ. The word became flesh, saying Jesus is the son of God. He was with God in the beginning. Everything exists because of Jesus. And now in verse 6, he talks about uh, John, the Baptist, the one who proclaimed Jesus was coming. He says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now here, uh, John is describing that Jesus was sent to his own people. Jesus came from the lineage of the Israelite people, the Jewish people that had uh, been born at his time, uh, ultimately betrayed him, ended up crucifying him. And so John continues in verse 14, he says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. I mean, there are a couple of things there that jump out to me when I'm reading that Jesus, the Word of God, became flesh and dwelt among us. This is, this is not a God who reigns on his throne from heaven demanding uh, that we do everything. This is a God who has come to earth to be with us and among us, who gives us salvation. 
this Jesus God has revealed to us. He's the one that puts salvation in our hearts. John continues writing and immediately uh, writes about John the Baptist. Beginning in verse 19, he says, This is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the path of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Then why are you baptizing? If you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across from the Jordan where John was baptizing. John was doing things in a very peculiar way compared to the way that religious activities had taken place beforehand. He was in the wilderness. He was apart from the cities. He was outside of the temple. He wasn't teaching in a synagogue. And yet people were coming to him to follow him, to learn from him, and to be baptized by him. It was something that caused a very, very peculiar response from those who had the authority in the day. Now, John continues writing, John the author, not John the Baptist. He says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. Now, as an aside, this is a very interesting thing to me, because John and Jesus would have been cousins. We don't know this from reading John's gospel. We just think that they're two uh, separate people. But each of their mothers had actually met each other and talked with each other while they were pregnant. John, when he was in utero, when he was a baby in mom's belly, actually leaped at the presence of Jesus. So it's an interesting thing that we don't see Jesus the way that, uh, that, that God reveals to us until we're given eyes of faith. I mean, this is, this is a man who would have known Jesus his whole life, growing up six months apart. They would have been cousins, uh, you know, knowing one another, family get-togethers, meals, all sorts of stuff. And it wasn't until the Holy Spirit revealed Jesus's true identity, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that John saw his cousin as he was supposed to be seen. Kind of an awesome, awesome thing. Continuing in verse 32, and John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. As John is writing the gospel, he does not shy away from who he believes Jesus is and who people say Jesus is. And this is just another case that this is the Son of God, John the Baptist, giving his testimony. From there, 
John jumps into Jesus calling the first disciples in verse 35. He says, The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas which means Peter. Now, it's a really great thing. Again, John in his writing, revealing everybody and what everyone says about Jesus. Jesus being the Messiah, a Hebrew word, which means Christ in Greek. It's a title, which means anointed one. This is the chosen one who's going to take away the sin of the world. It's a proclamation over and over again in the first chapter of John that this is who Jesus is. And when Simon follows Jesus, Jesus renames him. He gives him a new trajectory, a new path to go down. The very next day, verse 43, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come see. Now, right there, I think, is one of the most awesome things uh, about sharing uh, the gospel of Jesus. Uh, There are gentlemen from the same city, people who probably knew one another, and then it's friends talking to friends about Jesus. Hey, come see this Jesus. It's invitational. It's not accusational. Hey, change your life. Hey, you're a miserable person. Hey, sinners go to hell. Well, well, th- those, those are all very true. I mean, we do need to change our lives. We do need to, uh, to, to make a, a change, but that's something that God does in us. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Well, come and see. Come and see this Jesus. Now, in verse 47, John, John keeps writing, He says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, you believe me? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Uh, Jesus self-identifying in the very first chapter of John that he is the Son of Man, a, a title for the Messiah, a title for the Savior of the world. Um, John 1 is uh, filled with testimony about who Jesus is. This is the disciple of Jesus' writing, the disciple whom Jesus loves, telling us, all of us, 
that this is the Savior of the world. You are invited to follow Jesus. You are invited to see what he's doing. I mean, this is, this is the thing. The word became flesh, 14, verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It's, it's for you. It's a message for you. Um, that's Beers and Bibles. If you have questions about the text as we went over it today, we spent about 10 minutes talking about it, uh, go ahead and send them in. Uh, you can email. Uh, you, can, uh, you can send messages. You can comment. Uh, just let us know. At the, at the end of our time every week, we're also going to have a beer rating. That's the Oxford Ale. And uh, I got to say, in, uh, in Untapped, I've rated Oxford Ale four out of five. That's really going to be my baseline. I love good beer. And this is good, easy drinking beer. I get kegs of Oxford Ale for my kegerator at home because it's a beer everyone can drink. Now, if you prefer darker beers or IPAs, I don't think you would pick Oxford Ale to be your regular drinking companion uh, for, for talking and, and for sharing the word. Uh, but you'd probably drink it if it was offered, right? So... Uh, what do you want to know? What do you want to drink? What do you want to see reviewed? Uh, again, let me know in the comments. Um, so glad you joined us. Uh, hope that uh, it was a rewarding and fulfilling experience for you. This is Beers and Bibles. No beer or Bible experience necessary. You're invited to follow Jesus, learn, and grow.